Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show of podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street Electrical Podcast with Jim Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. How it's are Main you? Street Electrical Podcast. I'm wonderful. Main How are you? Street Electrical Podcast. Good. Ooh. I'm good. Good, good. Welcome to episode number six, I think. It's so good to be you. here. Yeah, so it good is, to be here. It is good to be here. It's It's been a week. How has your week been? It's been um, just sunshines and roses and rainbows and pixie dust. and. I mean, yeah. it's it's been a week. <laughs> that's a week. for sure. It has been a week. It's one of those <laughs> weeks where you know you're a travel agent when uh, it's, it's one of those kind of weeks. And so, you know. Correct. We'll we'll talk about all that in just a few minutes. We've got some news coming up. We'll kind of get some, some news. Got some great stuff coming up with our friends Matt and yeah. Susie. We're gonna get to that in a few minutes. But first, Jen, I gotta ask you, how did you Disney this week? Um, Dave, that's a loaded question this week, I think. <laughs> <laughs> how did you enjoy your Disneying this oh, week? Oh, how oh yes, yeah. let's do that. Oh, okay. Well that's how did you voluntarily Disney this week? How did I I voluntarily Disneyed by I got my park pass reservations for my yes, trip. Yes, you did. I did. I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God. Because July's selling out. Like, when you're going, it's, it's, it's going fast, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. obviously, those are, those are also the most limited dates. Right. right. You know, because it's right after it opens, right. you know. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I understand. It's, it's, I cannot give you the same Disneying um, story because – two days into it i'm still trying to get my park passes yeah. because there's a series of glitches that have happened there are that i'm just caught in a glitch i'm just you caught are. in the glitch and just i can't get out of it and and as we speak actually i've got one earbud in doing the recording on the other side of my head is my headset where i'm hearing disney hold music right now because i've been on hold with disney for two hours two and a half hours which is nothing really i was gonna nothing. say that's amateur that's, that's, that's amateur. amateur hour right amateur there hour. Sir. anything less honestly <laughs> Being a travel agent now since 2013, anything less than four hours, I don't even, it doesn't even phase me. It literally, and that's not even, oh, being, gosh, that's no. not even joking. Like, it doesn't phase me. It's just whatever. I'm just I'm like, just, eh, you know, whatever. It's fine. Whatever. But let me talk about my Disneying because this is wonderful. Uh, my wife is, is, she's a scrapbooker and she's a collector of pictures oh. and stuff. And she's very much into, like, she wants your pictures, yours, Jen, and yours, audience, everybody else. She wants pictures protected. She just wants this, something that she just is very passionate about. And, you know, and she does, she does picture programs and things like that. And, and she was kind of going through one picture program that she had with some old pictures she had uploaded. And they're pictures from the late 70s, early 80s when she went with her family to Disney World. Now, this is pictures where in the background they are building Big Thunder. <gasps> there is a grassy courtyard in front of it. There's a Splash Mountain there. There is the Frontierland Station, and it's got this grassy courtyard with little some bushes and trees as you walk up to it and everything. And it's almost like if you took the Main Street train station and picked it up and put it in Frontierland, it took away all the rocks and stuff, and just put like a nice little sidewalk. It was it. It is the it's the the coolest little pictures, and just I'm gonna I'm gonna get some of them and upload them because they're just so precious. And her and her family, and she, she was a, just a gorgeous little girl, of course. And, but um, but just seeing some of those pictures of Disney, like this wow. is Disney in like 1980 and it's just so cool. Oh and she's like, and there's one picture of her. I would love to see those seriously. There's one picture of her and her dad. She's sitting in her dad's lap. Now this is how, oh how you know, this is a long time ago because they're on Dumbo and Dumbo is up in the air. She's sitting in her dad's lap. Okay. 
And in the background, there's the sky buckets coming across. It is just, it's a fantastic <gasps> Oh my gosh, it's I need so to see this. Great. I'm so serious. Yeah, I will, I will post those. I'll, I'll yeah, please do, that's... and send them to you. And I'll, I'll try to, I will try to post them in the show notes that may or may not get up yet, but uh, depending how fast I can get them from her, but they're so precious. And I, oh, I, just, so I just geeked out watching those. I was kind of flipping through them, looking at the parades and the Main Street Electrical Parade. They had that there. And um, they had some other like parade. There was no Epcot, remember? This is just Magic Kingdom. Oh and yeah, it was Brady just... has some from the 70s. Yeah, and it's, it's like it's crazy it's so great it's, it's so crazy. cool watching these pictures and so yeah so yeah that's how we disneyed now let's talk about how we involuntarily disneyed how we had oh. to disney <laughs> let's get to some news it's all the news that's fit to print with david Ola and jen vatney yeah news So, of course, the big news is that Disney is rolling out a brand new reservation system. And we knew that they would. We knew that was coming because yep. Disney was coming out with a way to, to mm-hmm. help people social distance, to help people uh, help, help capacity in the parks, help limit that capacity be in the safe. park. And be safe, basically. Yeah. What I don't think anybody expected is for them to say, yes, this new system. Well, no, let me say this. I think we expected the system to be kind of the new thing for the foreseeable future. The rest of the year into next mm-hmm. year. What I don't think we expected was that it would was going to go to, through September of 2021. Now, correct. Having said <laughs> that, obviously we can't do packages, and this is kind of behind the scenes speak for people who don't know how the Disney travel works and how everything. But we can't really do packages yet for 2021. We can't really move anything. They've had a lockdown right. of modifications. Well, tomorrow, as we record this, we're actually opening up all 2021 up through the end of September. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so far in the last two days, since this system has kind of rolled out where you have to go on and get park passes, basically you, you, whatever trip you're going, if you're going in August, you got to log on to MDE, my Disney experience, which everybody should have go yep. on there and you select the dates. Monday, we're going to magic kingdom. Tuesday, we're going to animal Wednesday. We're going to Epcot Thursday, Hollywood Monday. We'll go back to magic. No park hoppers. No, no extra magic hours. Nothing like that. Not at this time. Yeah, not at this not, time. Not at this Let's time. just. I, I've that doesn't mean from, they won't come back. I've heard from various sources. I know you were talking to the Bobs, but I've heard from various sources that they're trying to get park hoppers back by the end of the year. We'll see if that happens. That may or may not happen. And I mean, it's all based year, on state and federal exactly. guidelines, etc. Exactly. Et et and cetera, certainly by next year, I'm hoping a lot of this will come in place. And you think, you know, it's Disney. It's a $265 billion company. They just spent $75 billion on Fox and all the properties. They're building rides. They're doing Epcot overhaul. It's just, it's Disney. They're going to have the most advanced servers in the world, and we're going to be able to log on and boom, 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 done. And just it's it's if Bob's, if you're listening to this, please hear me. Please fix your systems. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's, we say that with the greatest an, amount of love. Yes, well, I love Disney. I do. I love Disney. But I think one complaint that a lot of people have had is the the technology, the websites and everything, because it's been constant crashing and it's been constant just whatever. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I've spent two days trying to get my account to where I can make my park passes. I can't do it because I have one special ticket on there, my mother-in-law's annual pass holder, because that's on there. It's just everything's goofy. And this morning I spent an hour trying to log in, trying to call in to two IT numbers. They were busy signals the whole time. Mm -hmm. So it's just been been crazy. And on your end, how's it been? Um... I mean, to be fair, I will say that after the initial rough morning yesterday, the majority of my clients um, said that they were able to get their park passes done. So I do think that for the vast majority, that which does not mean that there are not still outstanding issues. I do still have one client with an outstanding issue. Um, And there are some just back end things. Number one, the system, of course, 
was slightly overwhelmed first thing, as you might <laughs> yes. imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But there are some just different things that we found out like, oh, this is causing a glitch. This is causing a glitch. And I will say with every rollout or launch, you know, of anything, like that's why you get updates on your phone, you know, like, oh, we discovered this bug. We're going to fix it. It's just unfortunately in a situation like this, mm -hmm. yes. the bugs are slightly more annoying, let's say, than, oh, this font is wrong, you know, <laughs> it's right. like, oh, shoot. <laughs> so, um, but that said, we're, we're working through it. And, you know, I think it'll be a little bit better for 2021 guests because it's not going to be all at once necessarily, you know, because as people, they have to, in most cases, get tickets added to their package Correct. first before Correct. they can do it. So it's Correct. not going to be like all at the same time. Right. And really, it's being rolled out for I mean, it's not the entire year, but nine months, essentially. So the chances of a particular, now I'm not talking about a holiday, but like a, just like a random date in May or whatever being totally sold out within like two days is yeah, you it's know, very, probably not going to happen. Yeah. But of course, we're making modifications to our trips tomorrow. And a lot of people have decided to and move their trips to 2021. Mm -hmm. So we've got to yep. take care of them and, and that kind of thing. And, and let me just say this, and I want to be the very upfront with this. Everybody I've talked to at Disney has been wonderful. They oh, are been fantastic. They are doing their very best. The cast members, you know, and you remember a lot of these, a lot of these places were, were furloughed. So they're bringing people yeah. back in. They're maybe running at half staff or maybe the staff has just come back in, getting reacquainted yeah. with us. And this is a new system. This isn't like they've had months of training on the system. No. Hey, they're rolling it out. You know, it's just a so, new system. And so, so be magical to them if you happen, yes, if you booked your absolutely. own trip. Um, you know, maybe next time book with a yep. Star Travel. We'll yep. take care of you. Yeah, this for exactly. You. And, and don't be afraid be to tell a cast to member. Yeah, don't be afraid to tell a cast member, hey, guess what? I appreciate you. I appreciate yeah. what you're doing. Because that will make a cast member's day. Because I know that they, and not everybody does this, but I'm sure they've had a few people kind of griping at them or maybe snipping at them or even yelling at them mm -hmm. for some things here and there because it's just not their fault. They're only doing what, they, what they're given. That they're doing the best they can. The In fact, the, one, the one cast member today even said to me, she was like, I, I know you've been on hold. I know we're waiting for guest services. She's mm -hmm. like, I was afraid to come back. I'm like, honey, you're fine. Yeah. I'm just yep. working. And yep. she's like, oh, I'm so grateful because the last person was just not very nice about right. that. And I'm like, how are you going to make it? Like, this isn't your fault. <laughs> exactly. You know? Or or get yourself a travel agent not to worry about any of this. And that, that helps too. There you go. Exactly. We'll take care of that. Absolutely. So, of course, we know the hotels and dinings are also opening mm -hmm. up as well. And do you have the Absolutely. hotels in front of you? Kind of the idea of, um, and not you don't have to read all of them, but I mean, I we've got some staggered hotels coming up. Any surprises, anything of, of note that we really need to pay attention to? Deluxes mostly uh, to begin with. Mostly deluxes to begin, well, obviously, because it, on the 22nd, the DVC opened yes. up, which was yes. all, I mean, obviously, that's all deluxes. Yep. And then also the Fort Wilderness Campground, which makes sense because campsites, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's expected. Of course. Um, in fact, I think I was not surprised about the Jumbo House opening up the 10th. That did not surprise me because I'm like, that's a vacation club property. Mm -hmm. I'm actually surprised it didn't open up the 22nd. So there was that. I do feel like I am slightly surprised that we don't have any Port Orleans yet. So am I. That's because that's a large resort and it's that's a nice a, resort. Yeah. So it's just not having that is kind of interesting. I don't. And part of me wonders, and I don't know. Was part of it slated for a refurb and maybe they're going to, you know, I, I don't yep. know. This don't is, know. that's literal speculation on my part, you know, 
But Caribbean is also very big, and that one's opening. I mean, Caribbean, I think, is arguably larger. Uh, Car- Caribbean, I believe, is the largest resort it's on property. It's the large. Yeah. I think it is. And they've um, got the Skyway there as well. And I, I, my, I haven't heard that, but I'm guessing they're going to open the Skyway because they can control how many people go in each bucket. Yeah, I, you know? I, I have not heard otherwise. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, from what I understand, I know buses are open. Yeah, of course. So I can't imagine a monorail is not going to be open. Right. Kind of same thing. Like, right. Yeah. So it doesn't make sense to me because you can very easily distance in a, you know, just instead of like putting multiple people in a mm-hmm. gondola, you just, right. you know. Well, so I mean, if, what I've heard from the bus, and this is pure speculation, so don't take this as right. far, but I've heard from the bus right, right, they're right. going to break it up into sections or quadrants or zones, six, or six to eight per bus, and each party goes in a little quadrant up to six people, and if you're by yourself, you get a little zone by yourself. Um, that's kind of what I've heard, uh, which makes sense. I, I would imagine it, it would could be something sense. like that, you know, mm-hmm. and because – of course, now I'm at, imagining coming out of Epcot, that Pop Century line. You wouldn't know anything about this because you haven't seen Pop in what's, approximately six years. Um, Pop I'm, is like, oh, is that soda in the north? Sure. So confused. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, Pop Century line going to Epcot, it's usually fairly long when you walk oh. out of that bus stop. And usually we have to wait. I mean, yeah, I normally get on the monorail. Yeah. And, and just, I have to switch to the ticket and transportation center. Yeah, you got to walk down that ramp and back up that ramp. I do. And that's just it's like, it's a lot. And sometimes and it, if I'm really in the mood, I might walk over to the Polynesian right. and then walk to the ticket and transportation that's center. That's very true. You can do that. But I don't know how the people keep up with you by throwing rose petals down as you walk. I mean, you're, you're kind of a fast I mean, walker sometimes. It's just, you know. I'm just saying they have, they have the work to cut out for them, but I'm. I'm great. I'm gracious to them. Yeah, you really are, which is nice, which is nice. Yeah. When did your shift yeah. end? Uh, about an hour ago. Okay, just two more hours and you're good. Very right. Nice. <laughs> yeah, come on. Come on. So we know that, of course, Pop Century is opening up, um, as we mentioned, on July 10th. And we've got mm-hmm. Caribbean Beach opening up. And really, like, it looks like by the time this, this rollout that we're seeing. But the rest October, of it's deluxe. All of it's deluxe. Exactly. Art's opening up. Oh, except up. for Coronado. I'm so sorry. Except yeah. for Coronado Springs, which is mid-October. On the 14th on the 14th yeah what, what it looks like so all the by october if this schedule holds true all the deluxes right. will be open most of the moderates will be open mm-hmm. maybe all of them will be open we'll be missing uh, the all-star except for port orleans yeah for port orleans and the all-stars is kind of what we, the main ones will be missing that's what it that's what it looks like right maybe now some but villas rem- i'm not seeing somewhere but uh, but remember yeah. that this is all subject to change yes everything is subject this to change. Is all subject With to regulations change. It, which yeah. means you know, might they decide to close one of them? Yes. But al- alternatively, they may find that they need to open another one. So Correct. just Correct. just know everything is super fluid. And when we say it's changing daily, mm-hmm. we find out changes daily. Yes. We're not joking. That's not a kid. That's not joking. That's not like, oh my gosh, it's must, It's like everything's changing every day. No, things are changing every no, day. No, things are crazy. actually changing every day. Which is crazy. And what we don't see on here is the Grand Destino Tower at Coronado. We don't see the Yacht Club or we the Grand not. Floridian because mm-hmm. the NBA is coming to it's coming to Disney World. Uh, and that is be, official now. That is official. They're going to be playing at the Wild World of Sports right. on various courts down there. They're going to be in, quote unquote, the bubble. There are, basically, they kind of grouped out. There's 22 teams coming. They're going to play eight, I think, eight games. And that will mm-hmm. kind of solidify the 16-team tournament for the title for the for the championship because they they when they stopped it they were probably almost three-fourths of the way through their season so it wasn't like they're starting from scratch like baseball is doing like they were almost done with their season getting there so playing eight games to kind of get into it so mm-hmm. eight of these teams mm-hmm. will be eliminated so what they've done is they broke it up into three brackets three quadrants basically three groups yep. the crappy group mm-hmm. is i believe staying at the yacht club the really good group is staying at Decino tower and i think the mid group is staying at 
Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see. Grand- also, if you're a basketball player in the crappy group, he apologizes. Yes. Well, no, I'm not. Well, you're, you're on a crappy team. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's the, those are the teams that are like 30 and 42 or something or whatever. I mean, or 25 and 45. I mean, they're like, yeah, they're like 10 games under 500. Oh, okay. That's good uh, These are know. not good okay. teams. But these are teams that were given just an outside shot at the, at the playoffs. Plus, they wanted to have as many people involved as possible. Okay, so yeah. that, will, that will open up pretty soon because I imagine, you know, you're going to have eight teams eliminated in the first two weeks of, of the whole thing. Right. And then round by round, you'll see people, you know, teams eliminated or whatever. The problem they're having is that they're going to expect, you know, several hundred um, young men and some of their families who are in their mm-hmm. late teens, 20s, 30s, prime of their life to stay in that little bubble they're not really allowed to go into the parks. Mm-hmm. They're not nope. allowed to go into the Orlando nightlife. They have to stay there because otherwise they have to be quarantined. And yeah. they can't do that if they're chasing a championship. So that's kind of the problem they're having with the, with the course Florida number spiking, whatever. There's a lot. So who knows? Do not be surprised if things change a little bit about how they Absolutely. do things. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, again, as things change. Also, Major League Soccer coming to, the, uh, coming to Swan and Dolphin. Uh, they'll be playing their season. Basically, they're just playing a big round-robin tournament to determine a champion. Um, nobody watches soccer. And so they'll be doing their <laughs> thing. That's why they're not the Polynesian Grand Floridian. They're the Swan and Dolphin because nobody cares. And so just kidding. Jen is just kidding. Those are the notes she gave me to say. She said, Wait a minute. Hang on. on. So, you know, <laughs> like I'm, I even... just, I'm just saying what you told me to say. Look at the non-sports girl over here. I'm like, what? So that's what's like, happening as far as the sports <laughs> stuff goes. And so don't expect to see LeBron James on Space Mountain. I don't imagine he will be there unless his team gets eliminated and they may take some time to go over there. But uh, if his team gets eliminated, I imagine he's going to get out of Dodge and get out of there as quick as possible. But that's kind of the problems we're having. It's just yeah, the, the players are like, you want us to stay in there? Because if you're a championship team and you get to the finals, mm-hmm. you will have been in that bubble for two and a half months. Not yeah. really going anywhere, but right there. And I will tell you, I mean, Grand Floridian is nice. nice but if but, you're there for two months, eventually you'd be like, can I go to Disney Springs? Can I go to Blaze Beach or something? something? I, I mean, mean, staying anywhere for two months, you know. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, also, a little surprise. We didn't expect this coming kind of out of nowhere. Be Our Guest Restaurant is going to be yeah. table service for lunch. It already is for dinner. It's going to be that for lunch. No breakfast. Did, when I say table we, service, it's going to be, if it were the dining plan still in place, a $62 It'd be, it would be two credits. Is it going to be pre? Is, is, uh, did they say prefix? I think uh, it's going to be the same thing where it's like okay. dinner where you pick your entree, out you of pick up yeah. whatever, and you they bring you the dessert trio and blah blah blah. But um, yeah, just kind of out of nowhere. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I, I did not see that coming. It's I did not surprising to me because that's a fairly large restaurant, and I feel like you could see a lot even doing distancing with tables spread apart. You could have a lot of people in that restaurant. You um, could, and I loved the quick service lunch. So I did too, much. and I love the breakfast. I oh love the breakfast. Oh my gosh, I'm like I'm in mourning over I it. I just I don't know who's gonna want to pay sixty two dollars for lunch. Lunch. I mean, that's a lot of lunch. I mean, it's not even like the castle where you're seeing the the princesses and stuff, or Mm-mm. you know, Lasalle. Yeah, I wonder if they'll put the beast at lunch probably that's I would the appeal think. of going there i mean but well even, i mean right now there's yeah. no characters okay so right. let's 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 backtrack when they reinstitute that yeah yeah well and, yeah. and honestly you don't even <clears throat> the beast is not even a, he doesn't walk around the table you just go meet him so yeah, what i'm exactly. anticipating is having him behind a rope or something and you kind of stand forward and you, he waves you, and you get a picture and he's behind there whatever something. so he's there but he's five or six feet away something like that i could see that happening yeah i could see something but like 62, that 62 62 bucks a pl- and 37 for the kids no thank you no thank you at all uh airlines resuming resort check and i read this today on two websites on july 12th 
uh, which is pretty big Good. because if you're flying out, which means you can check your bags at the resort. Mm -hmm. We mentioned a few weeks ago or last week or whenever that we weren't sure when that was coming back. But yeah, yes. apparently that's coming back on July 12th, which is really exciting. Absolutely. It's very good for everybody, which it's that's such very a convenient good. thing. I'm very glad. And finally, <sighs> parties are canceled. Well, Halloween party, party we, we do not Halloween know status party. of Christmas yeah. party yet. Yeah. Which it was never released. Right. But. So what do you think? Well, I mean, what are the reasons you think the Halloween party is canceled? Why? Why do you think they pulled that trigger? I think. Or they didn't just cancel some of them. Why do you think they just didn't cancel? Right. All? Well, I think honestly, it's almost impossible to tell. Number one, distancing during a party, I think, is going to be extremely difficult because with no parades and fireworks, that's a lot of the draw of that. You know, there's a special parade, there's special fireworks, plus the character greets. So yes, the rides are are fun, but people are there for those extra experiences. Trick right. or treating, you know, even if with one cast member, you know, going in and like, you know, doing handfuls of candy, I feel like there's just not as much option for distancing there. Right. And then in addition, and I'm sorry, my printer's going. Apparently, my husband just printed something. So sorry, <laughs> sorry, listeners, you can hear that in the background. Hmm. Um, I'm still on hold with IT, so I understand. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, and then I think if it came down to like canceling part, but not all, like how do you say like, oh, right, well, we're going to cancel the August, September ones, but not the October one, you know, right. and I think it just makes it cleaner to do all of them. And especially because they start in August. Right. Like, yeah. Right. So, yeah. I feel like the Halloween parties good. are starting earlier. In, like there's one tomorrow, I believe, or there was one tomorrow. Yeah, and probably. So, yeah. Just starting earlier and earlier and going all the way through the end of the year. And the Christmas party starts, I think next week. And now we're yeah. waiting to see what happens with the Christmas party. Um, I'm yeah, hoping, we're waiting to see. Hoping they're okay with that. They will pull those off because so. I just, I don't know. I just, it makes I me sad. I really, really hope so. Um, I mean, we don't know. Stay tuned. It, but at least are, they are keeping um, Food and Wine Festival and they're yes. sort of doing a mashup with Flower and Garden. I don't think yep. we talked about that last week, which is super cool mm -hmm. because Flower and Garden got cut way short. Yep. <laughs> you yes, know? it did. So at least it's kind of nice because it's a mashup now. There's not going to be the Eat to the Beat concert series, but people enjoy that. But the real reason they go is obviously- it's for food. It's for the food and, and the, the wine. Well, yeah, yeah, the food and wine. Hey, <laughs> look at that. There you go. There you go. Not counting the wine that we'll be having when we have masks on, because uh, I will be doing lots of whining about That's that, but I will wear them <laughs> because this is required. The matter of that fact, is right. matter of fact, Orange County has said that all county residents, if you're out in the public, business or whatever, you got to wear a mask. So for people who think to themselves, well, I'm going to go to Disney World. I'm going to push back on that. Maybe not wear a mask. Guess what? You got to wear a mask. It's now a floor. It's yeah, not no. an Orange County ordinance. You got to wear one. So. Yeah, this this is not a oh I'm going to exercise my th that is private property and right. it's an ordinance like exactly you you're just not going essentially right. if you're not wearing a mask you're right. sorry don't go don't go you're I not mean, going into the park and so. I hate masks I'm I will flat out tell you right. I hate them and I avoid wearing them if I can uh, I will wear them when required as needed but honestly. If I go to Disney World, I'm going to wear a mask. Why? Because that's what they require me to because do. Because that's what they require. And I'm not and going to complain about it. And I'm just going to right, get exactly. it done. Right, <laughs> exactly. Just get yeah. it done. So there is our news. Um, all the news is fit to print. And, of course, we'll talk talk more news next week because yeah, absolutely. we'll, we'll have, have more. A, lot more, a lot more coming up, a lot more things happening. Of course, uh, again, tomorrow, 2021 packages open up. I think a Friday, annual pass holders can get their first crack at the, uh, at the, guest, uh, at the park passes. Um, I think all ticket holders who aren't on resort reservations on Sunday get their crack at it. So I think it's, yep. you know, it's just going to be crazy. Uh, it's going to be a little nuts. And so we'll talk about all that next week. But right now, we have some friends coming on. They are a part of the Imagineers podcast, uh, Matt and Susie. Uh, They're mm -hmm. good friends of mine, good friends now of Jen's. And we talked yes. about Disney Dad last week was Father's Day. Jen, did you have a good Father's Day? Uh, I you did. You get to see your dad. 
I did. I got to see my dad. I, my dad's awesome. Um, he's like, he's really cool. Cool. And I should have posted a picture of me with in Disney with him, but I, I forgot to. But how was your Father's Day? You're actually a father. I'm actually a father, yes. And my wife did the best thing for me. She, number one, she bought a box of Mickey bars from, from the grocery store. So we've nice. enjoyed those together. Um, secondly, she took the kid away for a couple of hours on Sunday afternoon. <gasps> it's just, she was like, I'm going to take the kid up to mom and dad's. My mom, my dad, whatever, go up there and hang out and we're going to have dinner or whatever. And she says, you're welcome to come. We can stay here. And I was like, I'll just stay here. Of course, I'm also working all the Disney stuff too and emails. And right. like that. So I'm working too, but it was just quiet. It was nice. I went and had dinner at Waffle House, which was great. Ooh, Waffle um, House. This is becoming a tradition now because last year, last Father's Day of 2019, uh, Stephanie, my wife, wasn't feeling very good. So she just, so we were going to go out to eat the lunch for Father's Day and she wasn't feeling good. And she's like, well, why don't you just go? She said, you go have lunch somewhere wherever you want to go. You just go. Don't worry about it. Just go eat. So I went to a steakhouse. I had steak. It was great. So this year I went to Waffle House. And so now it's like, is my Father's Day tradition going to be me going by myself to eat eat dinner? I'm okay with that. I'm I'm good I with mean, that. I just it's it's fine. Sometimes, it's fine. <laughs> especially if you're around people a lot, sometimes it's nice. To yeah, especially just... when you have a kid at home uh, that's been home for three months now. We'll be at home for another month or two. I'm sure ready to get out. Uh, yes, I'm sure ready for him to get out. I mean, yes, you're right. He's ready to get out. So, but anyway, yeah, last week was Father's Day, and we had a little Father's Day episode here because we talked about the best Disney dads. Now, yes. we also talked about the worst Disney dads. And in order to keep this episode from being an hour and a half long, yeah. we decided to chop this up into two parts. So next week, you will hear the second part of the episode second part of the kind of the five through one but which first, i almost know, feel like is like you definitely want to catch that one yeah because, definitely because that's your worst dad and your, Disney, your best dads together but uh yeah we'll do yeah. our six our 10 through six here um with Absolutely. matt and Susie, and uh let's just take it away and now our feature presentation and if you listened to the Imagineers podcast, you may have heard these two because they host the show and we happen to be guesting on it for like the last four weeks. However, this is the first time on the Main Street Electrical podcast you're going to hear Matt and Susie from the Imagineers podcast. Hey, Matt. Hey, Susie. Hello. Hey, guys. Hello, humans. Hello, oh, humans. <laughs> Hello, humans. Oh, no. no more attractions. No more Disney parks attractions. <laughs> I am Susie Boyle and my telepathetic powers. Um, so, so how you guys? Ever, you guys are in Jacksonville, Florida. Everything good down there? Mm-hmm. So cool. Oh, it's been better. It's getting better. It's good. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. Mm, uh, we yeah. know that Susie is a big fan of of, of JJ Abrams, uh, which is what I was like. Oh to bring my up. gosh. <laughs> Uh, and Matt and his family, of course, live across Jacksonville and, of course, are the hosts of the Imagineers podcast, a great podcast if you've never heard it. After after you get done listening to ours, go find theirs. Yes. And, uh, you know, find the, they've, they've done over 100 shows now, and I think we were on about 17 of them the last couple of weeks. And so, <laughs> but, but proud to be part of it. We're going to do top 10 Disney dads, best Disney dads, and our top five worst Disney dads, because as this is recording, or this is dropped, Father's Day was last week. So, Matt, I hope you had a good Father's Day last week, even though it's two weeks from now. I hope I did, too. Yeah, very good. Uh, so I uh, hope everybody had a good Father's Day as well. And But first, we always like to ask our guests. We'll start with Susie. Susie, how okay, did you Disney you. this week? How did I Disney this week? So I, first of all, I love that y'all do that. I think this is such a fun segment. Um, just especially it gets, it gets right now. It gets started with, just right. I mean. Yeah, and everything going on in the world, you have to get a little creative because it's not like, I just got back from the park. And now you get to see how <laughs> right. Disney's actually right. like in <laughs> In everyone's lives. Um, so not to be like a bummer, but I'll get to it. So my dad passed away last year and uh, we've been cleaning out the house because my brother got married. I moved out. My mom got a new house and um, 
we had his magic band today and we're putting his magic band away. And it was just like a really special moment of remembering all those great times with his yellow magic band and his little, my Disney experience person was 3PO, which was his favorite Star Wars character. So that was just a, a really sweet moment and remembering just how many um, important family memories are connected to Disney. Very cool. That's, That's really, really neat. Cool. Yeah, I love really that. Cool. Yeah, try to well, talk up that, Matt. Yeah, how do you how do you <laughs> follow that? I mean, kind of makes mine look. Let her go second. I guess oh, we have to ask them. It's important to everyone. Matt, how did you dizzy this week? Well, uh, actually, it was preparation for something that Susie and I, I hope will be able to do here in the future. We want to do some how to do Disney recipes for like yeah. food and stuff oh. do some videos so Possibly i have to test some, <laughs> test some things so you know things don't explode in the kitchen when we actually mm-hmm. do it so i made uh the hoopty do cornbread and it was pretty good <gasps> nice i'm so what? glad very nice oh. so we're, gonna, we're gonna start off small with with the cornbread i think it's and awesome maybe move on to See, I, can't, yeah. I can't wait for Jen and I to get to 100 episodes and we'll open up our, our multimedia conglomerate from the, uh, the Main Street Electrical <laughs> Podcast with the, you know, YouTube and whatever else we need to go and our own channel and uh, Sirius XM, the Main Street Electrical Podcast channel. So, yeah, TikTok, it's coming. like all the kids are doing. <laughs> I'm I on TikTok. Out, I it's love actually, that. I, I know you are. And I love You're cornbread, so I'm, I'm willing to be a taste tester, just so you know. And the hoopty do cornbread is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it. I'm 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 down. Just go ahead and send that up to me. I'll give you my address. <laughs> you can. I'll tell you. I'm not I a feel. I'm not a huge fan of cornbread, but I what? like good cornbread. Oh, I mean, like, no. like you're, good you're, cornbread. You're, I like your cornbread. southern um, card has been revoked. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I don't like watermelon you. either. So there you go. <gasps> your southern card is wow. definitely See, been revoked. Like watermelon. I'll eat all watermelon. I'm sorry. I found this out about Susie. And watermelon, what? you love watermelon. I do. I didn't realize how much you love watermelon. <laughs> yeah, we, um, our podcast, and I know we got to get going, our podcast um, every Friday does like a virtual movie watch together on our Discord channel. And um, I hadn't seen The Rocketeer, and it's a big deal to Matt. You've been trying to get me to watch it for forever. And so we broke some quarantine. I think Jacksonville's at a point where we can do that. Matt came over, hung out with me, my mom, and our dogs, and we watched um, Rocketeer, and I um, ate, like, a whole Publix thing of watermelon. Yeah, and then surprisingly, 45 minutes later, I need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I had to hold it, like, I had to hold it, like, the last, I don't know, 40% of the movie, because we can't pause it, because everyone's Right, because everyone's watching. Oh, my gosh, is it almost done? You put salt on your watermelon. Yes. I, I, I don't. Mm-hmm. You, I do. Matt, do you, okay. Oh, yeah. Because I've Not had all the it. time. Not all I the time. love salt on a watermelon. That's like, mm. <laughs> David just looking yeah. at us like, what? I, I, don't, was, uh, I, I don't, I don't even, David, I don't even know I you. I was in Walmart earlier and they had, they had on the clearance aisle a pack of watermelon Twizzlers. And I was like, that's disgusting. Uh, and that's gross. Did you all and why would you do that? Did you all see the meme? It was the watermelon that had this, the boneless sticker on it. 
Yes. And it was like, it's like, it's some grocery store somewhere. Yeah. The, I don't know. They put like, I, I, would, I always like, get my watermelon boneless. It's the best way or whatever. But. Like, I don't care how much extra. Oh, like costs. seedless. I'm going to get boneless. <laughs> like seedless. But it said boneless. Boneless. Well, well just, I've never been a fan. It's about I've as tried much it. Work. I've tried it multiple times. Right, it is salted, about not work. salted. Just, it's, <laughs> now, I'm all about spitting the seeds. I can do, I can do the heck out of that. Because um, I'm a boy and spitting is fun, but just, I just don't dig the. Uh, I just dig the, the, the watermelon. Sorry. I, 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 no regrets. Sorry. Um, so in this particular episode, we are going to talk a little bit about Fathers and Father's Day. And we wanted to talk about our favorite Disney dads. And across the board, basically the rule, uh, our rule is anything that happened that Disney owns. So if you go back to 1977 Star Wars, that doesn't really count because Disney didn't own Star Wars then. But if you're talking about Rogue One, it does count because Disney owns it. So that's kind of how we're kind of define this across the board, Disney, just whatever you guys want to come up with. Uh, so we'll start with Susie. We'll do our, our, our first five best Disney dads uh, one at a time, and then we'll get to our best and our worst for the top five. We're not doing 10 through, 10 through 6. We're doing one through saying, five. Well, one at a time. One at a time. Correct. But we're so, gonna, but we, we're gonna... so we have a little bit of experience in this. Yes. Do we not, team? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. We're, right. Not, we're starting at number 10, though, right? Yes, like 10, exactly. 9, yeah. 8, 7, yes. okay. yeah, yeah. 6. Working and back. then when we get okay. to 5, we'll do okay. Susie will give her worst and her best, and then 4. Uh, you know, got like it, so. got it. So okay. we'll start with I have just, two number 5s, like I just realized, so don't put me first, because I've got to make sure I don't know how I Well, thankfully for everybody in this podcast, there's nothing that I could rank number 68. And so that's good. <laughs> Thank that's good. God. And, yes, and exactly. Illuminations is not in this one either. So we're yeah. good. There we go. There or we go. is it? <laughs> <laughs> is Illuminations a dad? Wait a minute. It's the, it's the father of nighttime shows. Okay. I don't know. That didn't make sense. Okay. Uh, can I go? So your grandfather like, Susie, number 10 for you. Number 10. All right. Um, my number 10 is Bob Parr, Mr. Incredible. Now, he definitely, okay, I can see it's on maybe some other people's lists. Uh, he definitely kind of got into a rut. You know, you see the beginning and got a little out of shape. But um, Incredibles 2, like, he steps it up. And, um, you know, I, I'm not a parent, but I love the switch in the dynamic of having, like, a Mr. Mom type vibe with him having to handle the homework and math and and the kids and everything. So um, mm-hmm. we, we, we love that Bob was, you know, willing to let his wife shine and let her have her time and, mm-hmm. and do his thing. Very nice. It's a good, 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 good pick. It's a good pick. That's a good one. Jen, number 10 for you. Number 10 for me uh, might be controversial. I don't know, but I picked King Triton from The Little Mermaid. Some people don't think he's a great dad, but you know, and at the beginning he had his moments. Mm-hmm. He like destroyed all of her stuff. That was not cool. <laughs> but she's also 16, and I feel like as, like, the firstborn, you know, dads are overprotective, whatever. And by the end, like, at the end, he realized her happiness with Eric was, like, super important, you know, and great. He basically – he gave her her legs back. I mean, that was a big sacrifice on his part. So I feel like he redeemed himself. He deserves to be in this list. So. It might come up later on another list that we might On maybe tonight. the worst. Possibly, right? possibly, I mean, possibly. Hey but I'm giving him 10. That's okay. That's all right. Matt, number 10 for you. Uh, number 10 for me, Bob Cratchit. Also, oh, Hermit, good one. Good Hermit oh, the God. Frog. That's really oh, good. good uh, Thank you. Uh, I'm telling you guys, I dug deep <laughs> on the You that's, did. That's, a, that's good, though. That's good. Oh, that's very good. Bob Cratchit. <laughs> wholesome fa- father figure to Tiny Tim. And yeah, I mean, 
we've mm. talked about it before. We love Muppet Christmas. Cake. I'm Belinda. I'm Petita. <laughs> All those beautiful pig Bob children. Already, Bob already was a great character. Yeah, yeah. Pair him up with Kermit the Frog. You can't wow. go. It's perfection. It's a good one. It is my favorite Muppet movie. <laughs> It's not my favorite my Muppet favorite movie, Christmas but I do Carol. like it quite a bit. That's a good pick. That's a really, really That's good a pick. Really so, solid pick. Uh, my pick is for is um is Buck Chuck from Chicken Little. Uh, I love oh, Chicken huh, Little. Okay. I love Chicken Little. Okay, and Chicken Little is underrated. It's, it's, it's very, very underrated. And Chicken Little is you know he's he's scrawny. He's trying so hard, and Buck Chuck is trying to be a good dad so much. He's just he's trying to be supportive, and he's balancing this whole like I want to be supportive, but I also want to keep you grounded in reality. Versus I want to take care of you and want the best for you. And just you can just tell the wheels are turning, and he wants to he wants to believe his son when things are happening. Just I just love Buck Chuck. I do. I love the character, hmm. and uh, he just. He just wants to do the best for his kid, and he just can't quite make it happen. But, um, but yeah, I think it's voiced by Gary Marshall, I believe, uh, in the Chicken Little movie. But Chicken Little is very underrated. It's a great little movie. And rewatching it, which I did sometime last year after not seeing it for 10 years, it's, it's, it's pretty great. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Chicken Little. So my number 10 huh. pick is Chicken Little's Buck Chuck. Number nine for you, Susie. Number nine for me, I think what makes a great character and a great dad is setting obviously a good example for your kids. And one of those things is being able to admit when you're wrong and change, Mm -hmm. Uh, which, you know, we talked about some of these characters already. Um, So my number nine is Mr. Banks um, from Mary Poppins. Nice. Um, Mary Poppins. And as you get older and, and when you see the movie saving Mr. Banks, you realize he's the main character of the movie. Ultimately, like he, he's the one who has to undergo this change and um, to really see his kids for, who they are, what they are, and to just be loving and forgiving and to lighten up a little bit. And, um, and ultimately it pays off, you know, he gets a promotion and he gets a kite. That's cool. So, <laughs> so I have Mr. Banks. I like it. Pretty good. I like it. Jen. Uh, I actually had, uh, I'm so I'm sorry. Oh, oh go ahead, I'm, go ahead. So, I'm so used to, uh, <laughs> yeah, my bad. Yeah. Go ahead, Jen. No, nope. that's all right. Oh, go ahead. I, Wow, chivalry's dead. <laughs> I'm, so like that. I'm so used to following. I'm so used to following Susie on her own podcast. Well, we, have, we also did just have four weeks, and I think it was opposite. I think it was like yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's like all right, Maybe. back at the top with Jen. Like, wait a second, eleven <laughs> two. Wow. Okay, my number nine is. Um, I, I actually debated on George Banks for my number nine, but I, um, I wanted to go like a little bit different. I grabbed Michael Banks from Mary Poppins Returns. Oh, that's mm. a great choice. I love him. Yeah, because I think he was so loving to his kids just in general and obviously was really hurting after his wife died. And so he had some yeah. moments. He let some things yeah. lapse, not because he meant to, but just he was just so grief stricken. And then just like how he bonded with his children throughout and like, you know, they well, with the help of Mary Poppins, you know, right. <laughs> made it all work by the end and, you know, was just so encouraging to them. So I put Michael Banks, kind of a little new one in there. I love it. We love the Banks men. Yes. <laughs> Good pick. Matt. Now it's my turn. Okay. Yeah, it's your turn. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I had Mr. Banks in number nine, but um, I made an extra long list just in case some 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 fathers were going to be mentioned. So I'm adjusting here. So number nine for me is going to be Tim Allen as the Santa Claus. 
Oh, very nice. <laughs> Good one. You know, you're very festive tonight. I, I like know. That. Two Christmas ones back to back. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, it, like Susie said, these are, in a lot of cases, these are flawed characters. Mm-hmm. They've made mistakes in this instance. He was selfish and really only cared about his career. And then as he learned to be the Santa Claus and started bonding with his son and even his extended family that, uh, yeah, I, I, I think he, he's worthy of a good dad role. Hmm, I like that. I like it. I like it. I like that. That's and good. I actually had forgotten about, uh, I'd forgotten about him. So I'm glad you, I'm I glad always you forget that that's, I know it's a Disney movie, but like, I always <laughs> forget, you know, because. Well, I forgot about the live action films and now I'm like scrambling going, Ooh, what did I forget? Like, did I forget somebody did? <laughs> <laughs> so my number nine, um, is, uh, Jen Erso's dad, Galen, from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Now, I picked him because, you know, he's, he's, he's on the remote planet. I forget the planet he's on. He's away from everything, away from everybody. He just wants to be left alone, he and his family. And, of course, they come after him to help build the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And he makes the ultimate sacrifice by basically, you know, hiding her. His wife gets killed. He's taken up and everything. But he's so like caught on the fact that we've got to get this done. We've got, this is not the right thing to do. You know, he puts that little, that little, little little twerk there in the in the death star so it can be destroyed you know he dies telling his daughter about it and everything and mm-hmm. and uh, he dies a good man he dies a hero um mm-hmm. i i love galen Erso. i think he's a good character and i think he was a great father i think he would have continued to be a great father uh, had he you know had he stayed alive on the planet but uh, <laughs> but yeah galen Erso is my number nine pick for top 10 disney dads Susie, what is your next pick oh, i like that one um i also ventured a little bit outside the disney core realm a little bit but similar to your pick with star wars it is something that came after the purchase so my number eight is um tony stark that was also my number eight we said we love flawed characters and of course tony's an arrogant bachelor he's an arrogant boyfriend but he gets better but you know tony's still Mm -hmm. tony but like there's something about him as a dad and like rewatching. Um, Endgame and you know what's going to happen and ultimately creating a world where Morgan can live and and grow up where as things should be like that's the ultimate example and ultimate sacrifice he could do for her and who doesn't melt at love you 3000 like oh it's so good so what a (laughs) what a a, an adventure he has as a character and I think he's worthy of being on the list because who would have ever expected Tony Stark to be such a pushover dad well, it's Especially funny after the uh, first movie, like just kind yeah. of the- well, and see that was before Disney bought Marvel, so so really it was Disney that turned him good. No, but uh, no, you're oh, right. Okay. Like, <laughs> and uh, of course he when they came when the Avengers came to see him to get his help on on creating the whole time portal thing, you know he wouldn't do it. He refused to do it because he was holding Morgan. He was like, this is my this is my future right here. I can't give this up. Which of yeah. course he did come around and say, okay, I figured it out. Let's yeah. do it. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he was a great dad. I had them as number as my number eight as well, but I'm going to cross it out and I have something else to put there, but uh, good pick. Number, number eight for you, Jen. All right. Number eight for me, um, Faju from Mulan. I just, yeah, I feel like he, you know, in as much as he could, you know, wanted to support his daughter and her, um, you know, she was maybe one who liked to break the stereotype and she (laughs) liked to break the mold. And um, he was just very loving and um, we don't see a ton of him. I mean, just like very, you know, the beginning of the movie. But I think he definitely is, um, he's able to be a top 10 dad here. He was, he's a good character. Cool. Very awesome. Excellent choice. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, Number eight for me is Kevin Flynn from Tron Legacy, which we actually just watched the other night. Susie loved the movie. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Tron. I don't know how many of your listeners have seen Tron Legacy, but he made the ultimate sacrifice for his son. He saved him. Mm -hmm. He saved the Mm -hmm. world from, you know, artificial intelligence invading Earth. Right. (laughs) No, that's good. That's good. So, yeah, I'm going to say as a character, Kevin Flynn, top eight, dad. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, My number eight, uh, like I said, it was Tony Stark, but now I'm going to put Mr. Anderson from Inside Out. Um, Mm. I loved him as a dad. I did. Mm -hmm. I I thought that he, a little gruff to begin with, the whole stress of moving and he's Mm -hmm. he's going to work and everything like that. And he's just not quite getting it with the the kid and what's going on. But honestly, mom wasn't getting it either to begin with because Riley was kind of hiding a lot of things. And of course, the scene that gets me every time, and not a whole lot of movies make me cry, but every time whenever Riley comes back after she runs away and she breaks down for her parents, she's like, I want to go home and, you know, and please don't be mad at me. And of course the, the dad starts crying too. It, like I, I tear up every time I could walk across the room and that's on. And I'm like, crap, you know, it just, it gets me every single time. And so I, I love him as a dad because yeah. he's, a, he's a real dad. Yeah. He's honest. And of course the scene and mm-hmm. Matt may, Matt may or may not be able to identify this when he's sitting there at the table and, um, you got the mom talking to the kid and she releases over to the dad and say, Hey, basically help me out here. And he's like, what? Yeah. That, I, I can relate to that. I can totally relate to, to yeah. not even paying attention to what's going on. What's the like there. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing. What? what is a woman? Did we leave the toilet seat down? What is a woman? What? Yeah, exactly. Number seven Great for you, choice. Susie. Number seven. Number seven for me. Dads. Yes. It's an unconventional dad because he is not a biological dad. Although mm. we know of, I don't know. Okay. Okay. May have right. around. Um, it is Mr. <laughs> Thomas O'Malley. <gasps> oh! Because I just love how he treated those kittens as though they were his own. And I think that's important, you know, that um, adoption is so beautiful. And there's, you know, it, it's just such a, I know it's cats. It's Aristocats. But <laughs> right? I just thought that was a really sweet example. And I mean, Thomas O'Malley is slick. So like, yeah. I like him. He's a great character, and oh, I just wanted to kid. represent an adoptive dad, even I though like he's a cat. Oh, he, wasn't, he wasn't just, you know, trying to be with Duchess. He was yeah. there for the whole family, which he is really great. for them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he did a great job. Oh, oh my God. I need to rewatch okay. that movie. That's a great movie. It is so yeah. fun. Oh, I like that. Jen, number seven. All right. <laughs> so number seven for me, um, I'm actually going to pick Goofy. Nice. Like actually goofy goofy. movie yeah. from a goofy movie i mean goofy is a great dad like he i mean he's i mean goofy and he <laughs> makes mistakes and he breaks a lot of things but he's doting and he loves max and i just think he's adorable i mean how do you not love goofy so yeah. and we know that his last name is goof right goofy goof. goofy goof and Max yeah. Goof. Um, yeah, that may come up on one of uh, one of my lists later on in this in this podcast. So yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right. Interesting. <laughs> Matt, number seven for you. Uh, number seven for me, Han Solo. Oh. Okay. He has his flaws. Yes. Scoundrel. Okay. 
Yes. But in the end, he re- he wanted to save his son mm. and died in the process. But <laughs> is this is this is this hurting Susie? This was I love this was the traumatic. I love Han Solo so much. I think he was a horrible father. They were they but sent they sent Ben away as a child. But they made amends in the end. He he tried to make things right. I know, but listen, this was still one of my most traumatic scenes of any movie. I, I was like, <gasps> no! I know, and I think everyone Awful. knew it was coming, but we mm. were still just. I was like, excited. no, no, it's gonna be fine. Fine. It wasn't fine. That's fine. Take Leia. Just not. Just don't take Han. That was kind of my thought. But <laughs> what? Wait. Wait. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. This just is kidding. a whole other podcast right here. <laughs> All right. So my my number seven. Um, finding Dory introduced us to Dory's parents. Charlie and Jenny, I believe, were their names. And the reason mm-hmm. that he is such a good dad is because he, along with his wife, they had seashell lights set up to find the way home for her after she'd been gone for however long i don't know how long in fish fish time years weeks months who knows but like i remember watching this theater when it when it first opened i was just watching this in the theater and when they showed those those seashells or whatever that was that lit up so she could find her way home the whole theater just was like oh i mean just it was so (laughs) sweet and the magic of pixar you may have people may see have seen this meme but the magic of pixar they gave a fish a receding hairline and it's amazing how what Pixar <laughs> can do. It's like, oh my gosh, that fish has a receding hairline. And he doesn't even have any hair. I mean, it's just that was so, amazing. So great. so great. But I thought he, and I guess Jenny too, the, the two of them together were just yeah. such a, parents that never gave up on finding her, never gave up that she would ever, yeah. come, mm-hmm. that she was going to be gone forever. They, they, they just knew it. They just knew it. And so the reconciliation of them pick. together was just wonderful. So it's, uh, yeah, probably my number one Disney reconciliation off the top of my head. But uh, yeah, I'm going to put Charlie as my number, my number seven pick. Mm-hmm. So now we go to number six. So number six is Belle's father from Beauty and the Beast, Maurice. Maurice. Um, he, of course, was quite eccentric, um, but he loved Belle and encouraged Belle's learning and reading, and you see a little bit more of their backstory in the live action Beauty and the Beast, for better or worse. It maybe slowed down the plot a little bit, but I thought it was nice <laughs> in, in some other ways, that he, how he encouraged Belle and, and how much he just loved her as who she was and supported her that way. And ended up pretty well you know i liked him better in the live action i think they they, Mm. i think they gave him a little bit more character yeah they did well well bell was a little bit more was a it was a different kind of bell and so i think having him be there definitely letting her explore herself a little bit more that's Mm. a good point yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah. and i'm a big kevin klein fan too so automatically having him Mm. in the movie helped so um yeah i wasn't still unsure about hermione granger as bell but i guess it worked yeah Yeah, i really like kevin klein yeah. It was a different bell. It was a different bell. But I did not- love the character <laughs> development of Maurice in that one and yeah. what they did with yeah. some of the characters. So, yeah. yeah definitely. Very cool. Jen, your number six. Disney my number six was actually Maurice, but I've got a backup. All right. Back so, up. Uh, my backup is Mr. Robinson from Swiss Family Robinson. Nice. I I'm thought about him. Uh, I thought about him. Yeah, because, I mean, not one that you think about a lot anymore, but yeah. I mean, like, hello, he built this entire amazing, basically, mansion in a tree. Like, after mm-hmm. the shipwreck, there's not much he can do, but this is what they did. They put together, you know, and made a life for themselves on this island, and that takes a lot of fortitude, and he was just, he was a good man, and um, so, I mean, I think he's worthy of 
being in the top 10. So if you haven't seen Swiss Family Robinson, didn't we talk about this? Yeah. You really should see Swiss Family Robinson. It's, it's like, been a long time for me. I can tell you that right now. Yeah. So I mean, fun. it's been a minute, but it's good. So Matt, number six awesome. for you. Uh, number six for me is uh, Fergus from Brave. I thought about him. I did like, think about him too. Lovable dad. <laughs> like I love supports him. his daughter, even though she's a rebel and is rebellious. But there's just <laughs> some funny moments, like funny dad moments. I'm like, yeah, I get that. I, I understand that. <laughs> Kids and acting up at the table. And he's like, what? I do uh, like him because he he is the kind of the – I don't want to say buffoon, but he is kind of like the clueless one. He's like, hey, let's have a good time. Let's party. The mom's the one that having to keep everything like, you know, and in parenting, you try not to be that one that like you're the, the fun one all the time while you let the other one be the the, the, the strict rule rule maker. But that's kind of how it was in, in Brave. But yeah, I, I thought about Fergus. So yeah, not not afraid to protect his family. Right. Yeah, definitely. definitely. A giant bear. Very oh, large yeah. man, too, compared to his wife. Very stout and husky. He was almost as big as the bear. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know. I love his little head so out of proportion. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> his little peg leg. So Can you imagine good. if those three boys, like, all grew up to have the same, like, body? They can't oh. all sit in the same room. <laughs> That's, yeah. No. <laughs> Number six That's for me. One. Clint Barton from the Avenger series. Um, okay. I love Hawkeye. He's my favorite Avenger. Um, yes. And watching him, not only in Age of Ultron when they introduce his family, but also in uh, in Endgame when his family gets when they get snapped, basically, um, it is it's heartbreaking. And mm-hmm. he loves his family and is so grief stricken for his family so much. He goes on a, a a psychopathic tear through the Middle East and through Russia, you know, killing all the bad guys with in brutal brutal fashions. But no, you can just tell he loves his family. And of course, he, he's the one that volunteers to go back in time to test the thing. And he, he sees his daughter and he has to get out real fast. And just it's, it's heartbreaking seeing that too. But you can just tell he's, as a character, and I love Jeremy Renner as a, as a, as a character. Mm. He just, mm-hmm. you can just tell he loves mm-hmm. his family yeah. um, so much that he doesn't talk anything about his family. The Avengers don't even know they exist because he wants to protect them so, so much. Um, mm. And I love the fact too that there was no, even though you could tell, that, that Natasha and Clint were like best friends. Mm-hmm. They never made any insinuation in any movie that they were ever together romantically. And that yes. is really important. I love that. Because I want to yeah. make sure, you know, that's the really nice to know. There was no, there was nothing there. And you could even tell when she died in, in Endgame that the pain wasn't because I lost somebody I loved in that romantic fashion. It was because I lost somebody that I cared about deeply as my friend. And, and we are back. Of course, next week you'll hear five through number one of the best Disney dads, and we'll start tossing in the worst Disney dads. And there as well. might be some controversy in that one too. Could be, could there be. Could, just say there always is when it comes to you and I talking about whatever. I mean, you're the one that hates right. Peter Pan. Remember? Wait a second. I'm sorry, you but are. you hate Space Mountain. So. I don't hate Space Mountain. Space Mountain was much higher on my top 100 list than um, uh, Illuminations was in yours. You were like, was it Voyage of the Little Mermaid was number 30, and <laughs> oh Illuminations gosh, was like no. 107. Voyage just of the Little Mermaid was not for 30. Just awful. But. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, find us online. Find us at themsepodcast.com. Find us on Twitter and on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. All those places, themsepodcast.com. 
And uh, you can find us all there. Go to the show notes. All the show notes will be there. Um, all the contact information. Go visit the bookshelf. That's where some of our guests are up there. And you'll get their information as well. We'll throw the uh, we'll throw the the Imagineer stuff up there as well. Go listen to their podcast. It's a great podcast. It is. Yeah. I tell you, you know, we are upon a star travel. We love us too. So infomercial. Um, but as we end this episode, let's go ahead and uh, do a magical moment to end this thing up right. Jen, what you got? Oh, so here is I love this magical moment right here, and this is from our good friend Emily. She's one of our stars. Um, I love I love Emily. I do. I think she I is know. adorable. I I just love Emily. Go ahead. Sorry. So, so I mean, there's actually a funny story about how Emily and I got reconnected. We knew each other in elementary school, lost touch for years. So anyway, um, yeah, Emily's fantastic, and I can say that because I've known her for a really long time. Apparently, that's great. That's I love it. <laughs> uh, but here is this magical moment. She decided on Main Street USA, she was pregnant and she decided while she was on Main Street that Madeline's name would be Madeline. She has a daughter obviously named Madeline. And so she ran over to uh, Le Chapeau, which is, you know, the hat shop where they can embroider Mm -hmm. ears. She got a pair of pink ears and got Madeline embroidered on the back. And it was the first time she ever saw it in writing. You know, she spelled (laughs) out how she wanted it to be. And the cast member was who like helped her she just like happened to be from west virginia as well which is where emily grew up Mm -hmm. and she was so excited for emily because emily kind of told her the story and that cast member gave them to her for free as a magical moment it's like 25 dollars ears too i know Uh, right with the embroidery and like that's great just because they connected and Mm -hmm. i just think that's adorable that is wonderful, and that is a perfect way to cap this show off. Put some ears on this show. Uh, very, very, very good. Don't forget, like I said, to come back next week listen to the last, the second part of the top ten best and worst Disney dads with Matt and Susie, the Imagineers. Until then, Jen, you have a wonderful week. I'm sure that I will talk to you tomorrow, bright and early, mm-hmm. when we get through all this stuff. And uh, sure. for you guys out there, be nice to each other. Be magical. And, hey, make sure you thank a Phoenician. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The MSE Podcast. Or visit our website at themsepodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe. And may all your wishes come true.